Hey, welcome to the More Than Money Podcast. This is Chris Burns. I hope you're having a fantastic week and so excited to be back. We were off for a number of weeks in the summer, and so coming back with new podcast episodes, new shows, uh, new interviews coming up, lots of neat stuff coming uh, that I'll be excited to tell you about in the coming weeks. But for today, this is an interesting show. This is um, a little longer than a lot of the segments that we put out, uh, and it's specifically focused around the idea of how do you not be a victim in a world that will regularly victimize you. In other words, all of us, all of us have experienced uh, in little and in huge ways, right, the unexpected. Uh, And sometimes it's just a minor inconvenience. Uh, Sometimes it is, you know, changes the whole course of our lives and all of us experience that. We know that's reality. So how do you live in that and not be a victim? And a lot of that is in mundane, normal stuff. Like how do you set up your financial world so that you're not you don't become a victim, right? So I talk about that, but the deeper core principle here is to have a long-lasting, successful retirement plan, you've got to make sure you do your best up front to prepare for the unexpected. So how do you do that? If you have questions as you listen to the show today, jump on my website. It's mylifeismore.com. You can ask anything. Uh, we will get back to you. You can also set up a free consultation to talk about your situation. So much to do there. Again, mylifeismore.com and enjoy the show. experiences. And the first is talking about pensions. Now, a lot of you will tune out immediately because you go, I don't have a pension. I don't, not only do I not have a pension, I know my kids aren't going to have pensions. So why do I not care? Why, why would I take a minute to focus on how the pension system in America is doing? Here's why. What's going on in pensions is an amazing and critical example to all of us, whether you are relying on a pension right now or you think you'll never have one, of how we have to think about retirement planning in America today to be successful. This is absolutely essential. And a lot of people I meet with actually do have pensions. All of you out there that are government employees, that are teachers, that are firefighters and police officers, some of the most critical people that we rely on to make our society function are expecting solid, consistent pensions. And they've given up a lot for that. You know, a lot of my clients are firefighters right now. I have a number of different firefighters from all over Georgia. And one thing I've seen is they often sacrifice significant pay today and they serve all of us, right? And they know that as a reward for that, of all that service, all those hours, the crazy hours, the dangerous situations they're going to receive, they expect to receive these guaranteed lifelong pensions. Okay, that's part of how we honor their service. And yet, pensions are in trouble. The same applies to teachers. The same applies to police officers, to servicemen and the men and women in the military. And we've got to understand what this looks like, and it impacts all of us, but certainly if you're out there with a pension right now, this is critical stuff, okay? So I do not, let me put a caveat up front, I do not mean this to be, let's all freak out, because that's not the right answer to what's going on. I mean it to be a conscientious, intentional look at where are we actually at here? This is the same as with Social Security. You know, it's easy to get on the air and talk about social security and everybody would be fine if I said the whole thing's going down in flames. We need to take an extreme response. Don't expect it's going to be there. I don't actually think that's reality though. 
Social security, for a number of reasons, probably will be around long term, but it will probably look different than it does today because of major massive issues with it right now, right? But just to say it's going to be gone, that's black and white, right? And, and that's, we've talked about this before. That's kind of the milk, right? The, the milk is the stuff we give our babies. That's the easy stuff. So anytime you hear a financial person jump on the air, jump on the TV and say something very extreme that's black and white, just know they're giving you milk because it's easy. It's easy. The reality is usually more complex than that. And that is certainly the case with pensions. So let's dig in for a minute. The Wall Street Journal had an article out this week. The title of the article is The Pension Hole for U.S. Cities and States is the Size of Japan's Economy. In other words, the deficit in pensions right now of what's expected to be paid out based on promises made and the actual funding of the pension, that delta, that deficit, is the size of Japan's economy, the size of the fourth largest economy in the world. Holy cow. That should give us a pause. I'm going to give you a very quick look at this. You can go back and read it yourself. Look it up, Google it. You'll be able to see the article. It's worth reading. Certainly, if you have a pension, it's worth reading. But the concepts here are critical for everyone. But here is the problem, okay? Years and years ago, when people who are receiving pensions now or are working and planning to receive a pension, when these pensions were being developed, promises were made that really were not sustainable, and whether that was, that was foolishness or just really a misread of what the market would look like, we began to see that after this market boom of the 90s, right, where the 80s and the 90s where the market was taking off and actually pensions seemed like they were going to be fine, suddenly we hit the first decade of the 2000s, right, and we have massive drops in the market. We have the dot-com bust in the early 2000s. We have 2008 where the market tanks. And then we realized, holy cow, the underlying funds that are guaranteeing these pensions, they are not sustainable. This isn't working. And so suddenly we find ourselves now in a place where we've made all these promises, right? And yet the actual stability of the underlying dollars is really in question today. And we've seen this already with businesses. We already know most people that, most people that come in my office today that have some sort of a pension guaranteed from their business are seriously questioning the validity of that. A lot of folks are because they, they know, we've watched this happen enough in the news, that look, if that company's pension fund, if they're, if, if they're not able to actually fund it, if they go into bankruptcy or something, that pension is certainly in question. But most folks feel rock solid about their city or their state or their federal pension. They feel like, well, well, you know, it's not like I have a company pension. This is a government pension. And this article in very clear terms shows, hey, you know what? It might not be as solid as we think. Let's dig into that. Before we do, if you're just joining us, this is Chris Burns. You're listening to More Than Money, and we're talking about the state of pensions in America. And if you don't have a pension, don't tune out. Because what we're going to talk about is critical, and and I'm not overplaying that. It's critical regardless of whether you personally have a pension. Certainly, if you have one, it matters. But even if you don't, the underlying concept here is absolutely essential to your long-term planning. If you missed the beginning of this show, jump on my website. It's mylifeismore.com. You can ask questions, listen to the show. Again, mylifeismore.com. So in this article, there, there was one, let me just give you one quick paragraph that highlights what they're talking about. It goes into a lot of detail. But listen to this. Quote, in Kentucky, a major pension plan covering state employees has about 16% of what it needs to fulfill earlier promises. Okay? A fund covering Chicago municipal employees has less than 30% of what it needs 
to cover the same, uh, to cover promises. New Jersey's pension system for state workers is so underfunded, it could run out of money in 12 years. My brother actually was receiving, was, was earning a state pension in New Jersey uh, as, a, as a school teacher up there. He just, he's just moving out now and seeing this, it's like, holy cow. You know, I, I personally had talked with him about planning and the importance of the pension and that planning, only to find out reading this that their pension system is so underfunded, it's got about 12 years of life if nothing changes. Holy cow. Right, And this is true in far more areas. In Rhode Island, they've already had to cut back guaranteed uh, state pensions to employ and city pensions to employees. In Puerto Rico, there's a law. It, it's currently in a litigation battle because most likely they're going to have to roll back pensions because of bankruptcy. And uh, it's, it might go to the Supreme Court. It's a huge question of whether that's going to be allowed. All over the country, we are seeing the reality that because the market has been so volatile in the last number of years, that pensions are not sustainable. Now, does that mean that you sitting in Georgia today are going to be in trouble, that you firefighter and police officer and school teacher, uh, military personnel, that you are not going to receive a pension? No, it doesn't mean that. And in most of these instances, in the few studies we can already look at where there have had to be changes made, it's usually been a reduction in benefits. Okay, but that reduction in benefits, if it were to happen five years from now, 15 years from now, 30 years from now, when you were expecting that money in retirement, if there was suddenly a change to that, and that's what you relied on, that could be dramatically impactful to your retirement picture. The article talks about something that I've seen personally. It talks about folks that expected this pension, that took lower wages because of it, and then when it was cut by, in this case, about 40%, it had a dramatic impact on quality of life, obviously. Suddenly, folks can't afford, they're on a fixed income. They can't afford their medications. They can't afford the expensive treatments they were getting because their income just dropped dramatically. So here is the central point here, and a lot of people are not going to like this. I'm going to give you a few things that, are, that I think are true and real and that you may not like, but I think you need to hear, okay? First, no one knows what will happen to pensions in America. No one. If anyone tells you they know, they are lying. They have no idea. We don't know. A few things could happen, right? One, it could go totally as expected if you're expecting a pension, and it could be great and wonderful, and you could have that income forever. Two, it could be reduced. That totally could happen. It could happen in five years, in 15 years, in 25 years. No one knows. Three, it could go away, right? This is common sense, but let's just own that reality for a minute. No one knows what's going to happen. And so secondly, and this is the more painful thing, Some of you will hear this. You will not like it. I will get letters. That's okay. Tell me what you think. But your job is not to be a victim. Let me say this again. Your job is not to allow yourself, your family, your spouse to become a victim. We have a problem in our society right now. I see it regularly. I see it in myself sometimes. I see it in people I meet with. We cannot allow this. We have a problem where we look to others, whether it's government institutions, whether it's companies we work for, whether it's people in our family to provide and make us okay. And we allow ourselves to become victims when those things don't follow through. Now, please hear me on this. This is critical. If social security suddenly stopped, if a pension you were promised was reduced or went away, if child support that your ex-spouse was supposed to pay isn't coming in. You are being victimized by those things. Those are things that are not your fault, right? Those are unjust, unethical. Those are not okay. You should fight them in every way possible because you deserve those things if they were promised to you, 
Okay, that is true. At the same time, you cannot allow the rest of your life to be defined by that. You cannot let yourself go down in flames, let your family go down in flames because some other institution didn't follow through. You have to stand back up and figure out how you're going to move forward. I know that's easier said than done. I'm in no way minimizing the incredible and painful impact that many people are living through right now. And there are some things that we can't recover from, but it's our job to do our best to not allow ourselves to become victims. And all of us have experienced this, right? All of us have had times where things we relied on suddenly weren't there anymore. Whether that was a job, we were suddenly let go, laid off, fired. Whether it's some, again, an external structure like a pension we were expecting. Whether it's sickness that comes along and takes away someone we love. Those are not your fault. It's not your fault. But you can't let your life be defined by that. So if those are both true, if we know for sure, one, that we don't know what's going to happen with pensions, they may be fine, they may not be fine in the future, but there's definitely troubling things that we could look at. And two, that it's our job not to become a victim. Then three, it leads to this conclusion. What can we do now? I can do nothing about 15 years ago. I can do nothing about 15 minutes ago. What can I do now to start putting myself in the best place possible to not be a victim? That is your and my job. And in a minute, I'm going to talk about why this matters again, whether you have a pension or as you can see, whether you have, that's not even an issue for you, why this core principle of saying, I am not going to be a victim as best as possible. I'm going to put myself in a place where I can keep moving forward, regardless of what things out of my control, what happens? Because out of control, things will happen to us, right? We, we, we cannot control <laughs> sickness and accidents, and we cannot control what a company might do, or what the government might do. But we can certainly control what we do right now to try to put ourselves in the best possible place. If you don't know how to do that, let me just pause for a minute. If you hear this and you go, that makes sense to me, but my whole life, for instance, my whole working career, I've been banking on this pension that's going to come and I feel anxiety about this. The answer is not just freaking out. The answer is to say, well, what, what practical, tangible steps can I take? Hopefully there will be everything I was promised, right? But how can I put myself in the best position possible? If you don't know how to do that, that is why my company does financial planning. We don't do it just so that people who have a lot of money can have a lot more money. We do it so that regular, real humans out there, people like you and me that are just making it day to day, can create flexible plans to handle the unexpected. That's the whole purpose of planning. And if you've never done that, if you want to do that, take a minute, jump on my website. It's mylifeismore.com. Ask questions that you have. Consider sitting down for a free consultation with me, Chris Burns, or with another advisor on our team. Come in, sit down, and start figuring out how can I make the best plan possible? Again, regardless of what two years ago or 20 minutes ago I was doing, starting right now, I want to plan to not be a victim. And if you hear that and that sounds harsh, Again, if you hear that and you go, you don't understand, you don't understand what life has thrown at me. Look, I get it. Often it is unjust. Often it is unethical. Often it is really hard to come back from. And yet all you have is this moment to turn that around. And if you're looking at your life and saying, I'm not sure I have a plan for if those things come along, now's the time to do that. Again, mylifeismore.com. Let's make real growth here. Let's make tangible growth. So let me expand this topic for a minute. Whether it's pensions or anything else, this is an issue for us. And let me give you a personal example. I woke up a number of days ago, 
To the sound of sirens right outside my house, I look out my door. My neighbor's house is on fire, literally on fire. And it was a freak situation. It was something where railroad ties that uh, seemingly from the fire inspector, railroad ties had had a fire inside of them for quite a while. And it like literally jumped out in the middle of the night. And somehow, I don't understand fire, caught the garage on fire. Miraculously, the whole house didn't burn, but everything was lost. It was a total loss from smoke damage and things like that. So suddenly, my, my dear friends are out of their house for at least six months. Some of you have lost your house to a fire and you're never back to it. I lost years ago. We had a flood at our house. We lost everything. It was a, it was total total totally lost uh, when we lived in Indiana. Some of you have experienced this, right? Some of you have experienced totally different types of losses. You've had a loved one who came uh, suddenly had a disease and, and was gone far before what you would have ever have expected, right? Whether it was uh, a cancer or an accident that they were in and they're gone, and life shifts dramatically, right? Some of you have had jobs taken away totally unexpectedly and you had no idea where to go. I mean, we could go on and on and on, right? When was the last time you experienced something big or small that totally disrupted your life? Think about that for a second. When was the last time you experienced something that totally disrupted your life? Now, let me ask you this because I've I've been thinking about this with my neighbors um, with their situation and just pondering again. What happens when this kind of thing goes on? And often we have a choice when that happens. The choice is to be totally wrecked by that or to stand up and figure out how to get moving again. But you know what? The easiest way to stand up and get moving is if you already have a plan in place that as hard as a situation is, allows you to move forward. And a lot of us right now are sitting And this is what's confusing. I do it too, but we're sitting. We can look back on our lives, right? We can look in the past and say, yes, I see numerous times that life, quote unquote, has happened, that the unexpected has happened in big and small ways. And therefore, I know that's a reality, right? I think all of us listening right now, nobody would disagree that the unexpected is going to come along, right? And yet, when we look forward, when we create plans, we don't plan for it. Think about that for a second. As you look at your plan for the future, do you have a concrete, tangible plan in place that's ready to pivot and shift and flex when the unexpected happens? And if you don't, then just, you know, again, think about that for a second. We know it's going to happen. We've all experienced it. We've seen it both in our lives and in our friends' and neighbors' lives, and yet we don't have a plan in place for it. That is setting ourselves up for being a victim. We're setting ourselves up for that right? The unexpected is going to happen. The only question is, how much have you prepared for it? So I want to tell you a few stories. Some of you are going, why in the world is he still talking about this? It is so very important. Look, I love investing. One of the reasons I launched my firm, one of the main things we do is invest people's money. It's fun. It's sexy. Excuse me. I know it's early to say that, but it's exciting to see your money grow. But guess what? Just as important as investing, and I mean just as important, is protection that you have the right insurance in place, that you have the right savings in place, even if it's boring emergency fund type savings, because the unexpected will happen. And some of you hear that and you go, he's just trying to sell me some insurance. No, actually, I don't directly sell insurance anymore. This is purely from a planning process. 
Okay, that if you're not looking just as much at protection as you are at the fun, exciting growth stuff, you're setting yourself up to become a victim. The growth can go away in an instant. The protection is critical to actually get through the long haul here. Let me give you a few stories. My neighbor whose house just caught on fire, guess what? Thankfully, was required to have homeowner's insurance and thankfully, even more importantly, had a good policy, a replacement policy which means that all the stuff that they had in their house is going to be replaced at the actual value today of that stuff. Most people don't think about the details of their homeowner's insurance policy. If you've never looked at that, it's worth looking at. And you go, that sounds terribly boring. It's terribly boring until your house catches on fire. And now you have literally thousands and thousands of dollars that you might lose if your policy doesn't give you replacement value. Okay, but because they had that policy, it's set them up not to be victims here. Is it still awful? Yes. Is it not fun? Is it displacing? Is it, you know, anxiety producing? Of course. But they have the financial resources to get through it because of the policy they had. Let me give you some not so exciting stories. One of the first lessons I ever had in this was when I was fresh off the blocks as a new financial, newly minted financial advisor, selling life insurance, talked with a gentleman about life insurance. And he said, "Ah, I don't really think I want to change. I don't really need any more. And I came back to him and said, I really think this is an issue. You don't have enough insurance right now. And he kind of prevaricated and back and forth. And he finally said, this is like months into me starting with this, right? So I'm brand new. He finally said, you know what? Let's sit down. Let's actually increase the insurance. I see that this is a problem because he didn't have very much life insurance. I said, great. We set an appointment for a Friday. He called me on that Friday and said, hey, I'm so sorry. I've got a doctor's appointment I didn't realize. Why don't we push back to Monday? I said, no problem. That doctor's appointment, he found out he had cancer and it ended up being terminal cancer. And some of you hear that story and you're going, oh, I get it. Using the fear tactics, trying to scare me into buying a bunch of insurance. No, using real life to say this really matters. It matters that you plan for it. This happens far more often than you would think. And I could tell you story after story. Life insurance is one of the most frustrating. That's honestly the reason we don't directly sell life insurance anymore because I, I love insurance. I think it's, I'm one of the weirdos in the world that thinks it's interesting is because I would give recommendations to people and they would assume, understandably, that I was giving them, I was telling them a certain amount of insurance or a type of insurance because I just was trying to get a big commission. And there's a lot of that going on, okay? I understand why they would feel that way. One of the reasons I don't directly sell that stuff anymore is because I want people to know that I'm being honest with them about what they need because I've seen the actual impact of this, okay? I've had people literally tell me in the office before, you know, she doesn't need anymore. Like, I don't need to add insurance on myself. If I died, she'll go get a job. Or if I died, you know, she'll marry somebody else. They say that to me in the office, There's this view of protection that's kind of laissez-faire, like, well, it'll work out. It won't just work out, friends. If you don't want to be a victim, you better be sure that you have in place now when things are okay, when you're sitting and it's a beautiful day in Georgia and life seems fine, you make sure that right now you're prepared for the unexpected. Can you say that right now as you look at your life? 
Can you look at the homeowner's insurance and the life insurance and the auto insurance that you have? Can you look at the disability coverage you have? Can you have an umbrella policy? All these things sound boring as all get out. We have one of our, one of our meetings in our planning process is devoted to talking about protection, literally all types of insurance. And people walk in expecting they're going to hate that meeting. And amazingly, most folks walk out. That's one of their favorite meetings. You know why that is? Because most people never think about this stuff. And yet when you make sure you have the right coverage in place, there is a level of peace that comes over you because you are stopping yourself from becoming a victim. One of your primary roles of being of adulting, I learned this phrase recently, I, I'm, I get that I'm old, but some younger people told me, adulting, right? One of the primary roles of being an adult, of moving into responsible adulthood, whether you're 25 or 55 or 75, is taking the time to make sure that you're not going to be a victim. And having insurance coverage, the correct coverage, is a big part of that. What I love about how we do it is that it's not sitting and saying, come buy this stuff from us. It's literally strategically looking at everything, the coverage you have at work, the private coverage you have, and talking about how that fits into your exciting plan for the future. Because here's the trick. When you plan for the unexpected and you have the coverage in place, it gives you peace today. You have qu- more quality of life today because you don't have to worry about it. And then when the unexpected happens, you're not suddenly burdened by this crushing fear and worry from the financial side. There's already enough to worry about if you lose a loved one or if you have a sickness or if you have a terrible accident or if your house catches on fire. There's plenty to worry about without sitting and going, oh, and that just ruined my financial life. And by the way, the same thing applies for how you save. So many people that come in, the first thing they want to do is invest, invest, invest. Investing is great. It's one of my favorite things. If you ever sit with me and talk about investing, you will see that I get really nerdy really fast. I love it. I love it. But the first thing you need to do is put money that's boring as all get out in an emergency fund. And I will fight you tooth and nail. It'll be nasty. We will argue and argue this point to death because you've got to have money sitting boring as all get out. Three months of income or of expenses in a savings account. Why? Because that will be invaluable to you. Just this week, I'm not making this up. You got to believe me. Just this week, I met with a young lady. We had this discussion a month ago in one of her first meetings. She came back in for a follow-up. She said, you'll never believe what happened. I set this money aside in the emergency fund. I was going to do something else with it, but we said we had to set it aside in the emergency fund. I set it aside in that fund, and guess what happened? Somebody hacked my credit card. They got my credit card number. They spent all this money, and as I tried to get that figured out, my card was locked. I couldn't use it. I was supposed to be using that card for this major business travel. And because that money was sitting in the emergency fund, I was able to continue on okay. If it hadn't been there, I would have been totally stuck. You've got to do that. You've got to make sure you've planned, whether it's money sitting in savings or the right types of insurance, that life will not make you a victim to the best of your ability. That life will happen, the unexpected will happen, but you have planned to prepare for it. All right, I think you got it. I think I've preached. If you don't know how to do that, if you want to do that and walk through a process where you get actual real advice on how to do that, jump on my website. It's mylifeismore.com. You can sign up for a free consultation with me, Chris Burns, with somebody from our team to actually walk through this process. Again, mylifeismore.com. All right.